Mike, I don't know how you are getting by, and I don't want to like drone on about quarantine and coronavirus every episode for too long, because uh, now we're on our third remote episode as we're as we're dealing with you know quarantining and and the world falling apart. But uh, how are you holding up? Yeah, fine. I feel like you and I are probably in a. a a little bit more used to just being inside more because that's kind of the the lives we live to begin with mm-hmm. so i feel like it's it's you know that aspect of it isn't as hard as it might be on people who are you know more akin to going out often yeah, probably i will say though i do miss going to get coffee every morning it's like probably the one thing that feels the weirdest of like getting up and like brewing coffee instead of getting up and going to get coffee uh yeah as a matter of fact i i ordered coffee from good morning fatty or good morning chubby did you get some chubbies as well yeah how were they uh they're good i only ate two i ordered three but i ordered wait i ordered three ate two um i got the cinnamon roll still sitting downstairs and then i had the coffee come to me Nice. And I didn't. Really I didn't realize they dropped it off at my at my front steps. I like. I never saw the message. It's like, hey, we dropped it off. So like, I spent the, I spent a long period of time like looking out the window. I'm like, did they ring the doorbell? Are they here yet? <laughs> and then at some point, I like went downstairs and I could see that uh, I like. Is there a coffee at my front stairs? Open up the door. Yeah. There's the coffee. There's the bag with food. That's it. Hmm. That's my story. Yeah, we've we've still been pretty much avoiding any takeout. We 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 are like, it's gonna be a real fucking shame if one of us is sick or gets sick because we legitimately have not left the house. I have left the house to go into grocery store like maybe two or two or three times, and in this whole month, and then you know the only other times we've left the house is to go for a drive where we're not seeing or touching people or go drive to like a secluded place where there's no one to go for a walk and that's like the extent of us leaving and even if we do go out for like a walk or something it's like we're not sitting on a bench we're not we're we're not touching anything um so it's going to be a real real fucking downer for a lot of reasons but mainly for the fact that like we've been super fucking cautious about staying inside that if we really do end up getting it it's going to be like really yeah that really now that's the universe conspiring against you yeah um but enough about that before we roll into uh this week's episode of the past control podcast mike i've been debating this now for a few days mm-hmm. and actually i mean i've been debating it for longer than that but now that like the situation that's going on i've been debating it almost every day for the last few days mm-hmm. and that's do i need to buy a second tv right now Ooh, good question. Because, like, I feel like we're spending so much time inside, and we're spending so much time in the same room, sometimes in separate rooms, and I have my Switch, and I've been playing plenty of Animal Crossing, so I don't actually really need a second TV. But if there was another TV, let's say, in the office or in the bedroom, I feel like there'd be more opportunities for, like, relaxing and maybe playing persona 5 or turning my xbox on or something mm-hmm. uh well how do you feel about this uh 
look, I can say off the top of my head there might be four different TVs in my house right now. Mm-hmm. Just off the top of my head. And uh, basically where I'm at is, yeah, more TVs the better. That's, I guess that's my thing. Um, for your particular case, I think it could get away with like a like a much smaller like 32 inch tv in your office if you really i don't actually know where you'd put it though to be honest but oh that's right wait hold on since i've like changed the office you haven't been here right i haven't been there no oh my gosh (laughs) yeah i mean it's not like a huge change i want to do more to the office back here but i've been like refraining from buying things that aren't necessities right now um, so I like, want to get some more shelving back here and a few other things to kind of change the layout in here, but the layout is much different. It's much more spacious. So there is a spot that the TV would go perfectly and make sense if I did put a TV back here right now. Yeah. Um, but I think ultimately if I did get the second TV, at least for during quarantine, it would probably end up in the bedroom. Mm. Um, more so, so like Jen could like lay down and watch TV comfortably. Um, because our coach kind of blows, especially because we've been on the coach so much. It's like, all right, I'm done with this coach. Um, so I don't know. I I'm I'm gonna hold off a little bit longer and hope that we see some targeted deals. Cause I'm, I would imagine that like it's gonna get to the point if this continues to go that like stores are gonna need to try to get people to buy things. So I'm I'm assuming that like you know. Places like Best Buy might be like, all right, we're going to throw like some TVs on sale because we, we're like not selling any TVs right now because no one is leaving their house. Um, so I'm hoping that like things like that might start popping up. So I'm going to keep my eyes out for that at least for a little bit. Uh, maybe some flash sales will pop up somewhere or something. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Past Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in gaming and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me this, I was going to say evening, because that's normally when we record, but this this afternoon, the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Dazir. Mike, you had your good morning, Chubby. You had your coffee. Mm-hmm. You've probably been chat- chillaxing in either sweatpants or pajama pants. Mm-hmm. How are you doing today? Meh. Fine. Yeah, that, just fine. That's it. it it's uh, same old. Same same old Mike. Same different. The same saucer channel. Yep. Same different. Exactly what you said. Yeah. Th- exactly. That's uh. That's like a joke that one person who lives in Salem will get. Hmm. Um, it wasn't even a joke. It was just stupid. Yeah. Um, but that's. I guess that's my cadence. So, <laughs> we'll we'll probably just move right along into. Have you been playing anything other than Persona 5? No. Uh, have you gotten any further in Persona 5 since last episode? Uh, I don't know. I'm on the 7th Palace. I don't remember where I was last week, but I'm on it now. I don't think... I don't. I, I knew you were on the 7th Palace because I think we talked about it in between, but I don't mm-hmm. think you brought it up last episode. Okay. Uh, I would imagine if this isn't the final palace that it's very close towards the end of the game. Where Where is your head at right now? Uh, what do you mean? I don't know. I like. I, how are you feeling about Persona Five? Are you romancing anyone? What's what's going I'll, on in Michael's day to day life here? I'll give you um, 
very spoiler free, but I think okay, yes, I appreciate that. Um, basically, yes, but not who I wanted. Basically, the person who I wanted, I like, Whoa. I blew the stats on. Like, I didn't get the right stats for it, so like, it never happened. And then I ended up in a situation where like the conversation turned romantic with somebody else. I was like, whatever, I'm almost done with the game, and I just said, here we go. Wow, that's it. Mike settling settling for number two. The person isn't even my number two. It's just that it ended up being wow. Like if you if you if you had to quick off the fucking hip right now, rank this character that you're romancing. It's not number two. It's not number one. Where are you throwing it in the mix? Maybe five or yeah. Wow, Mike, you are settling right now. Yeah, I know. Listen again. Whatever happens, it was only because like the op. The option came up, and I was like, I'm so close to the end of the game. Like, even if I was gunning for somebody else, I don't think I have enough time to set that up. So I was like, whatever. Okay. Let me just get this now, out of the way. Is this, is this now like a motivation for you to play the game a second time so you can build your stats and confidant level with the person that's your number one? Um, it depends. I didn't look into how New Game Plus works. So, like, I don't know if it'd be worth the effort because i'm looking at the thing i've spent almost 100 hours on the game and i'm like i don't know if i could do this a second time okay all right fair enough fair although, enough well i'm okay no i was gonna say although i did realize that there's probably one confidant not necessarily a romantic partner just like a confidant I'm like oh i completely neg- it's not that i neglected it it's just that i didn't know how to raise those stats so like i never got any further with this one person this one character is like, oh, whoops. Okay. Um, well, for the listener's sake, when I finally start digging into Persona 5 and getting you know, to the end game, when Mike and I have both finished it, we will do a Persona 5, you know, two, two years later, a Persona 5 spoiler cast, uh, which I guess will kind of, it will, you know, as long as I end up actually playing it, will be kind of topical since uh, I think Persona 5 Royal comes out this week. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, I mean, obviously we won't be playing Royal, but, you know, we we will be talking about Persona 5 most likely if I get that done, which I'm I'm leaning towards jumping back into that soon, um, just because I know you're close to the very end, and I'm a, a little jealous, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Um, before I get into Animal Crossing, because you guessed it, that's what I've been playing, did you uh did you turn on Beat Saber and play the new Timbaland music pack? Yes. Okay, good. Because yeah. I was banking on you doing it. Because I have not yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think I liked a couple. I think there might have been five, five or six songs. I probably played. I feel like I skipped one song. I think I played through a few, and I was like, "All right, this is." I like a couple of these songs. What I did realize. And I'm trying to look into this to figure out exactly what happens. I think it's just, I think there must be balance changes that happen between me turning the game on because I don't play very frequently. Yeah. They must change the scoring. They must change the scoring because I know for a, I know for a fact most, if not, I know for a fact most of the songs that I've played, I played most of the songs, or rather I've beaten most of the songs I know what mm-hmm. my scores were for those, and then when I went back, I'm like, these are different scores. Hmm. Like uh, I, I do you, know. Do you play with modifiers on? 
Uh, no. Hmm. So I know. I don't know. I know I played pretty much all the songs on Expert, and I know that I had grades anywhere between S and the lowest might have been a B. And I think it was only like one or two songs that I had Bs. A few songs I had no scores on because I never beat them, but then everything else I had S's, A's, and maybe like one or two Bs. And then when I turned the game back on, I had a bunch of A's. I was like, no. Hmm. That's weird. I'm sure if you go to their website, they, I'm sure they have like a like a blog section that probably has, you know, if, if there was some sort of, you know, update that came in that changed certain things. Uh, that is kind of weird, though. That's it. Seems it seems like a weird thing to like retroactively apply to your scores. The only thing I've like because I I googled it quickly once. I never I didn't find like a definitive answer, but I did see like they do change the scoring in some way. Where like I think the max total score for songs change. So like if I scored let's say five hundred thousand on a song. That got me an S, but they changed the scoring retroactively. Where like the this is the top score. result. I don't know why this thing thought I was <laughs> searching something. Um, yeah, if I, yeah, if like the max total score was like seven thousand before or seven hundred thousand, they changed it to eight hundred thousand. Then I guess my five hundred would then be worth less. That's my best guess. Hmm. Okay. Um, with, with the Timbaland songs, they're all original songs. They're not, hit, well, I guess his, his music is original too, but they're all songs made for this game, right? They're not his like hits. They're not songs I've ever heard before. Like I, yeah, I think, I think he made custom music for the game. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, I liked a couple of the songs. I was like, oh, you know, this is kind of nice. And I made at some point I may turn the thing back on and like play him again. Uh, I don't think any of them. Any like those songs did uh, ninety degree mode. I think it was just. Standard. Oh, that's unfortunate. Um, yeah, I mean, I I haven't played Beat Saber in a little bit just because, uh, the weather has been nicer for the most part. So I've been doing more cardio outside just because I want to like also get some fresh air because I'm just constantly in the house now. Um. But I'll probably snag the Timbaland pack because I'm hungry for some new new tunes in Beat Saber. I also have been playing, in addition to Animal Crossing, which I'll get to, I've also been playing uh, the new update to Ring Fit Adventure. Mm-hmm. Which, when we get to uh, the Nintendo Direct portion of the episode, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about. But did you, did you see that update that came from via the Nintendo Direct? Yes. The rhythm mode? Mm-hmm. Have you opened your Ring Fit yet? You bought it, right? I bought it, and I opened it, and I I played very little of it. Um, If you're looking for, like, obviously, I, as of, you know, yesterday, I have hit 40 pounds, um, which if you want to, like, read a little bit more about that journey for me, I posted a, a an article on PassController.io yesterday, so that's up there if you want to read kind of just about what I did between exercising, eating, and whatnot, and setting goals, um, video games played a big role in that. Beat Saber and Ring Fit being the two that were the like the driving forces. Uh, you'd be surprised that a majority of my cardio came from Beat Saber. Um, but now that I'm slowly inching back into Ring Fit, because Ring Fit was like a later addition to to my Beat Saber regiment, um, 
in addition to doing other stuff. But Ring Fit is more of a, like, Beat Saber is really, in my experience, Beat Saber was really good for cardio and still is really good for cardio. Where Ring Fit is also, you know, there's some running in it, so you can, I guess, use it for cardio but there's so much other stuff in it that i would argue it's more it's like better for like yoga and and kind of like light workouts that you can use to tone your muscles um but that game can fucking kick your ass but anyways the new mode they added rhythm mode there's not a lot of songs but it is not fucking easy mike i would definitely check it out because the splatoon medley is a fucking banger mm-hmm. um but it's not easy. I tried playing it on hardcore or whatever the hard mode was, and it is a fucking workout. It is it is like legitimately a workout. I mean, the whole game is legitimately a workout, but this thing like is not fucking easy, at least not on hardcore. Um, maybe I should bump down the difficulty. But it's enjoyable. I mean, it's a smart thing for them to add to the game. It's just another thing to, to kind of diversify that game, which I think is already pretty packed full of like good workouts for you. Like, I... I played it yesterday for probably like 30 to 40 minutes in addition to the rest of my workout and it fucking kicked my ass. Like it destroyed me. Um, So that's always fun. But I think you'd enjoy it. It's a free update, Mike. So you might as well just pop it in today and check it out. No, I mean, I, I knew it was there and I was like, oh, I should try it out. And then I just didn't. I would, I would, I would check it out. I think, I think at the very least you should just listen to the Splatoon <laughs> two medley that's in there because it's a banger um but in addition to that i've obviously been playing animal crossing i've been playing mostly animal crossing um which i forget is it a it's either a week or 10 days before the switch starts showing you how like your hours logged Mm. so if it's a week i can check today but i didn't look i think for some reason i think it's 10 days Regardless, I'm scared to see how much time I'm actually put into the game already. Um, but a few updates for where I'm at, because I know when we recorded last week, I had only played for, you know, the game was only out for a day or whatever, or half a day, because we recorded that night or whatever. But uh, some updates. I know I had all this big talk about being Mr. Cat Town. Mm-hmm. Mike, not only have I not gotten a cat in my village yet, my island, I have not seen a cat anywhere in my travels. No one that I know has cats. Maybe they're all hanging out at someone else's island. I don't know what's going on. They're clearly uh, uh, rare. I can't find cats anywhere. Uh, I'm going to see if I can. I think I have the ability to scan my amiibo cards now to potentially have one of them visit my island and then potentially coax them to stay on my island. So I'm going to try that today. I won't know until tomorrow. Um, So I'm going to scan either Bob or Kid Cat today and see if they show up tomorrow. And if they do, I'm doing everything in my power to make sure they move into my island. Hmm. Um, But I've I've been cruising. I've been been setting a good pace. I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with, like, the flow of Animal Crossing. Um, So, I mean, unless you're time skipping, which I don't do because I just, I don't, that's not how I want to play the game. Um everything moves in accordance to real time. So like, you know, if you buy an upgrade to your house, you know, Tom looks like, all right, this will be finished tomorrow. It's, it's not done until tomorrow. Like you can't, you, it's not done until tomorrow or until you, unless you time skip. Um, so like I try to make sure I get as much done in a day as possible. So it's like, okay, cool. I got the next upgrade done on my, 
on my house. I have a loan. My current loan right now at Tom Nook is like 750,000 bills. So I'm trying to get that paid off today. I think I'm around like 300 something thousand bills. So if I get that paid off today, I can have him start the next renovation so that it'll be ready tomorrow. Um, so I try to fill my days with like completing things that will mean I can open something else up tomorrow. So I don't, in my head, waste a day. Uh, so I've been on a pretty good uh, flow of that. My 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 rhythm with with hitting like you know daily things has been pretty good so far. So I'm trying to keep that pace up. Uh, I just got the Able Sisters to to move to my island, which is great. They're like the they're like the tailors. So when they open up, they have like a clothes shop, and you can do custom designs and stuff. So I'm excited for that for tomorrow. I started a new bridge construction, so I'll have a new bridge on my island tomorrow. Fucking exciting stuff, like riveting. It sounds sounds very uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna feign in, I'm not gonna feign uh excitement. So I was laying in bed this morning. <laughs> I can't I my sleep pattern is all fucked up now. I can't sleep at night and I wake up super early. And I wake up and I'm like, ah, right, whatever, I'll just check out what's going on, on my island, see what's going see what's going down today. And I'm playing, laying in bed. General's over at some point, and she just watched me play. And I'm fishing for, like, maybe 30 minutes. And at one point, she goes, so what else can you do on your island? And I was like, I mean, this is pretty much all I'm doing. So <laughs> I was like, is it interesting to you? She goes, no. And then she just turned around and went on her phone. And I was like, all right. I mean, I'm having a blast. I would never fish in real life. Like, I could care less about fishing in real life. But fishing in Animal Crossing, I'm on board. You're all about it. I'm all I'm all about getting those bells, Mike. I gotta pay off my debts. If only paying off your debt in Animal Crossing was how you could pay off your debt in real life in that simple manner with no interest and no due dates, oh Mike, life would be different. Life would be great. Um maybe one day we can vote uh Tom Nook into office and that'll be how it works. I don't I don't know if I trust Tom Nook. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I trust him. Because he's a raccoon. We, we, we. No, you just you see. You know, Tom Nook is a businessman. You see where our country's at now, being run by a businessman. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Right, right. So I don't know. I'm not. I'm not trying to say that Tom Nook is. You know, in the same vein as Mr. Cheeto, but I am just saying maybe we don't need another business person in in the office. All right, that's fair. Uh, anyways, I also am gonna start, uh, Skyracket, which I have a, have a code for. I need to get that done so I can write my review on that. I'm excited that was, uh, something that was revealed in the Indie World Showcase last week, which we didn't have the chance to talk about. So I figured we could chat a little bit about the Indie World Showcase today. Um, and I know you only got to see some highlights from it, Mike, so I'll kind of run through what was shown off uh there was something like 20 ish 20 ish games 22 games i think that were shown off uh some of them were games that we've seen before some of them were were first time and some of them were just like you know uh actually i think a majority of them were were shown for the first time um which is pretty cool some of the standouts for me were uh there were a lot of timed exclusives, I'll say. A lot of timed Switch exclusives, which is pretty cool. There was probably one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Almost half of them. Almost half of them were timed exclusives, uh, which is, I mean, that's a great get for Nintendo. Um, mm-hmm. 
but some of my favorites, some of my standouts were Baldo, which is uh, basically it's an action RPG, kind of you know, kind of in the vein of Zelda, but it's done in the style, uh, the visual style of like it kind of just looks like Studio Ghibli. So, like they got inspiration from zelda it looks like studio ghibli i don't know what else you need to do to sell me personally on that game but like i'm i'm interested unless i start hearing really horrible things about it Mm -hmm. um so that was one of the standouts for me uh there was a game shown off uh by anna perner called i am dead which besides loving the title i am very intrigued by this game it's kind of a um what some people would categorize as like a walking simulator, but it seems like you're kind of just on this island. It's first person puzzle game where you're trying to like figure out the mysteries of this island, Shelmerton. Um, but kind of, you know, same thing, cell shaded, you know, cartoony graphics looks very charming. Uh, I like a lot of the stuff that Anna Perner decides to put their hands on. So I'm very hopeful that it's going to be another banger. Um, quantum league was another game that stood out to me it this one you actually might it's it's weird to me because when i think about games that are mike type of games like i wouldn't necessarily say you like first person shooters do you uh no but i feel like if they're done correctly or if they're like like on paper i I feel like overwatch wouldn't be mike's type of game but for some reason, it's just done well, has good characters, has good mechanics that it appealed to you, I guess, right? Yeah. I um, I same thing characters. With... I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm in. Yeah, that makes sense. And then with Splatoon, it's like, I don't think Mike's... I wouldn't, I wouldn't peg you as like a typical third-person shooter type, but mm-hmm. Splatoon, I think same thing, kind of caught you with its interesting mechanics and like cool visual style yeah um so this game quantum league not that it looks bad i don't think the visual style is what's going to hook you here but i think it has interesting mechanics that would appeal to your sensibilities uh so it's basically i i've never seen a game like this so i don't know if there is some other game that has similar mechanics but i've never seen it uh it's a competitive first person shooter that has time travel mechanics in the match interesting so basically it's either 1v1 or 2v2 and when you die like when when you die in the re- in the next round starts your character from the previous round does the exact same thing like a basically a clone of you does the exact same thing that you did in the match in the round prior in the current round while you're then free to go do your own thing in the new round mhm and as the games, as the rounds progress, there's more clones of you doing what you did previously. So you're on the other team are like trying to be like, I need to kill the right person on the other team and deal with these clones that I don't know if it's the right, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So wait, I, I don't know. Not, it's like super can interesting. Tell, can you not tell which one's a clone, which one's like the current version? No. Because you're the same character. So you just see multiple of the other character. I mean, I guess the only way you'd be able to pinpoint it is be like, oh, that's like that's where he went last round. So 
the up this guy over here must be him but you but it's a it's a competitive shooter so like your reaction time has to be so quick to like that's the fake one i gotta shoot the right one mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. i don't know it, it just it seems like it could just be like a fun game to dick around with with your friends in but then it also seems like okay like if you're gonna get nasty at this game like there's a there must be a crazy ceiling for like competitive play here where you could be like running crazy routes to like really confuse the other team in subsequent rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I'm like I'm super intrigued to see how this game plays out. I hope its concept like like manifests into an actual good game because it looks really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, like I don't know. Does that sound like something interesting to you? I would probably have to watch the trailer. Yeah. I, check it out after because it's it's like it legitimately i was like this is kind of fucking cool uh i don't know why this something like this hasn't been to my knowledge like messed around with before um so hopefully it, it, it functions as it intends to um another one that was really cool i don't remember if you played this with us at pack i think you did play did you play moving out with us you did right uh yeah yeah so that was there i mean you, you had some hands-on time with that so i don't know if that's like something that piques your interest after the fact um yes with the with the um caveat that you know much like overcooked i'm like oh this is a cool game and i bought it and then never played it so i feel like the same thing would happen i'd probably buy it i don't know if i'd ever play it but you know I yeah it. what uh for the listener's sake can you like give a quick rundown of just what moving out is um it's the song by Billy Joel. Billy Joel? <laughs> yes. Anthony's song. Moving out. I have no idea that how that functions. I don't mm-hmm. know what you're saying right now. Of course not. I'd be asking too much of you. Um, I know. But yes, I know. basically like overcooked, but you're moving. Like moving in a sense of, for clarity for the listener's sake, moving like you're is there another way to say moving? <laughs> like leaving your current <laughs> a current place and, and going somewhere else? Wow. <laughs> like, is there another way to describe, like, the act of moving? Not like in, I'm physically, wow, this is, I'm, I'm an idiot. Is this there is, another word for, like, moving from your house to another house? Is there another way to describe that? I don't know, relocating? Uh, yeah, re- I guess relocating would be, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, wow, we're very smart people. Um, so there's that. That I'm excited about that. We had a chance to play it at Paxis. That was a great game. Um, Skyracket, which was in the sizzle reel part of the Indie World Direct. And I, like, this game immediately caught my attention. I know it caught Joe's attention because he texted me about it. He was like, whoa, Skyracket. Apparently it was also at Pax, and I missed it somehow. I think he did play it, though. Um, but it's... It's an interesting mash of two genres. So it's like shoot 'em up meets like brick breaker mm-hmm. slash tennis. So you have, as the title suggests, rackets in the sky and you're like hitting projectiles back at the enemies. Okay. Um, and like certain enemies have like health bars, some of them are one hit kills, and then there's like other th- objects and enemies that function like like you would in a brick breaker game where it's like you've got to hit it multiple times and it disappears. Uh, so it's it's super cool retro graphics. It looks really bright, colorful. Uh, so I'm super excited to dive into that some more. I already have it, so I'm, I'm just need to dive into it. Um, and then from the 
developers behind No Man's Sky. Um, what was the name of the game? Why can't I find this on my list right now? The Last Campfire uh, looks super emotional. Like it, it is like a puzzle platformer that looks gorgeous. First of all, I hope it looks that gorgeous when it comes on the Switch. But it just it looks like it's gonna be an emotional puzzle platformer, and I'm all all about that. Uh, and then finally, which I've also had a chance to play already, is Exit the Gungeon is coming as a Switch exclusive for now. Um, well, console exclusive to Switch. Uh, it launched the day of the Indie World Direct. Um, you're are you a fan of the first Gungeon? Enter the I Gungeon. Didn't play. I feel like that's a game that'd be up your alley. Yeah, probably. Because you you like Binding of Isaac, right? I like in the sense that I played it a little bit. You're so difficult sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think it would be up your alley. Uh, it's similar to Binding of Isaac, where it's kind of a bullet hell. Uh, you get random guns. It's it's all uh, it's a roguelike. So like the dungeons look different. The chests are in different places. The guns you get are different and random. Um, it, it's it's really fun. Uh, the first game and the second game, which was an Apple Arcade exclusive, just came out on the Switch, and uh, it's it's kind of a blast. It takes the same formula of Enter the Gungeon, but puts it so Enter the Enter the Gungeon is like a top down view kind of like Isaac where you're looking from above and you can see everything on a on a isometric plane I guess mm-hmm. uh, where exit the gungeon is 2d platformer same like mechanics where you have a dodge roll you're getting random guns it's bullet hell nonsense but you're riding an elevator up to try to leave the gungeon of course um, exit it all makes sense. Exactly, Mike. Exactly. So it's super fun. I'm I'm excited to continue to dig more time into that. I know Dom's been playing it a lot. Um, I see him hop on that quite often. Uh, he's a big fan of Enter the Gungeon, so I know he's excited to continue to play Exit the Gungeon. But I'm happy that that came off Apple Arcade because I, Apple Arcade is cool. I just can't. I just don't want to play games on my phone, and I definitely don't feel like going through what is probably a very easy process of pairing a bluetooth controller to my phone um because i'm pretty sure that i can pair my xbox controller to my apple arcade nah, yeah it makes sense because i'm pretty sure the x i'm pretty sure i paired my controller to my phone like once at least yeah i'm, I'm pretty sure it has the capability to do that i'm just too lazy and plus i don't like i don't have a i would have to like lean my phone up against something and sit in a weird spot so i i just Nothing about it is appealing to me. Yeah. I have played f- games that are great on there, like uh, Mini Metro. Amazing. Perfect mobile game. But Enter the Gungeon, or Exit the Gungeon, rather, not a game I want to play with touch controls on my screen. Just not a thing I want to do. But on my Switch, fantastic. Um, so there was that. I'm excited. A lot of good games. I love, I love, love, love that Nintendo continues to, like, back indies and and have this, you know, separate focus on indie games that you know a lot of the other bigger players aren't really doing anymore um or ever so the fact that nintendo you know kind of keeps them like indies as a pillar of what they're doing right now is is like super important for the industry and you know it's just cool for someone like me who loves to play indie games um so moving along into kind of what we'll bookend here this episode is the Nintendo Direct Mini that dropped earlier this week. Um, 
this I know you did have a chance to sit down and watch, Mike. Mm-hmm. Anything in there in particular that stood out to you that was like kind of the 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 crux of it for you? Uh, hold on a second, because now I actually have to remember what happened. Uh, let's see, let's see. So there was the Ring Fit stuff. There was a bunch of games that got ported over. Um, what else happened there? What happened at the end? I don't know if you can hear my cat in the background again, but she's... I can. She's, uh, she's, she's in the island. She's trying to be the 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 next uh, member of Pass Control. Oh, wow. I didn't realize she came into the room with me. I heard her before. I thought she was just somewhere else, but she's actually just in the room. Um, there was something there that I think I cared about, but now I don't remember what it was. Let's let's pretend that I'm going to buy Bioshock a second time, which I'm not. Mm-hmm. Buy it a second time, and then also I think it's for free on PlayStation Plus, which I do pay for, so I can play it on my PlayStation already. I can play it on my Xbox already. But sure, maybe I'll buy it for the Switch and still not play it. Bioshock is one of those games that at some point I should finish because I have started one, I have started Infinite, I have never finished either of them, and it's a game that someone like Todd is one of his favorite games, and he hates that I have not played it. Um, or finish it rather. That was cool to see 2K bringing over a few things with the Bioshock collection. You got um, uh, Borderlands coming over uh, the first three games, not Borderlands three, but one, two, and pre sequel. So that's pretty cool to see those over there. Uh, I don't know. Were you at the table at PAX, Mike, when we were talking to someone from 2K about bringing Borderlands to Switch? Uh, were you there for that? I. Th- think so i feel like we were i feel like i was there and i feel like they had they said something akin to i can't talk about it yeah yeah i mean and it wasn't me trying to pry information it was just we were kind of i figured we were talking about something else on switch and how it was running and i was just like oh you know not that i'm trying to get information out of you right now so like obviously don't answer this or if you can't or don't want to i was like but feasibly could borderlands run on the switch and turns out kid can run on the switch the yes um i had a feeling i mean at least the first two to three games could just because i mean they're 360 games ps3 games so i would imagine that they would be able to run on the switch it might be a little choppy it might be a little you know downscaled but i, I would imagine that it would still be able to run there and you know have an audience i mean i don't know who but i feel like there are people that would play it I mean, I wouldn't rebuy it just because I've played through those games. I put so many hours into those games when they came out. I don't have a personal reason to go back and play them. Um, but they're great games. I don't know how well the first two age compared to now. But, I mean, they were great games during their time. Um, a few other, like, kind of big things. I'm wondering if Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition, if this is the time that I actually play through that game. This would be it. This is. Uh, Do you, mm. as, as someone who who occasionally busts Shulk out in Smash, Mike, mm-hmm. are you trying to see the Monado's power? Uh, I don't know, cause I know at some point I was like, oh, you know, I bought the new 3DS. I'll buy Xenoblade and play it here, and then that didn't happen. And I don't know if I don't know if. Wait, did you buy it for 3D new 3DS? Uh, no, I think I meant to, and I just never got around to it. Okay. It's like one of the few games that they made that was like new 3DS exclusive. Yeah. Uh, they didn't they didn't do a lot of them, I don't think, but that was one of them. 
I never actually checked to see what would happen if I put the game into a not new 3DS. Maybe I'll do that later. Maybe when I'm bored, I'll do that. See what the 3DS says. See if it lets it play it. Um, but I never got it on the Wii. I played through a little bit, a few hours of it on the 3DS. And it's not bad. It's definitely a long, long game. Um, I think but, in the sense that, like, just based off my little playtime of both, like, the Final Fantasy remake and, like, the 30 minutes I tried playing Kingdom Hearts, I feel like... I wouldn't like playing the game. Okay. Just based off of like the very little of me running around and fighting some monster in the field, I was like, eh. But who knows? Yeah, I mean, if 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 the gameplay isn't your cup of tea, then I doubt you would want to play that for hundred hours. So, I would probably say that's not what you're looking to do. Um, there was a Bravely Default two trailer and demo that dropped shortly after. I liked those games on the 3ds i like jrpgs i want to download the demo i have to i meant to look to see it didn't they didn't mention it in the direct i don't think but i meant to look to see if the demo carried over to the actual game i don't think it does but like i don't want to play a demo and then have to replay that same thing when i get the game because brother default 2 is a game that i will probably get so i don't necessarily need to play a demo of it um it's great that there's a demo there hopefully some other people who maybe on the fence or weren't gonna get it play the demo and like it and and grab it but that was a big deal um catherine full body coming on july 7th that i'm actually surprised about um i'm happy to see more atlas stuff coming over to switch i know that at least on the 3ds um and maybe the ds too Atlas has supported Nintendo before. Like, there's there's a lot of cool stuff. I mean, obviously, we just got Tokyo Mirage Sessions at the beginning of the year, and also on the Wii U. Um, there's plenty of Shin Megami Tensei games on the 3DS. There's, you know, some Persona games on the 3DS. Um, Persona 5S, whatever, Scramble is coming to the Switch. Uh, there's definitely, like, things there. They're working on a new Shin Megami Tensei game for the Switch. Um but there's a lot of games that are locked to like PlayStation platforms that would be great if they just brought them over to over to uh Switch and they did do those couple different like um not polls but uh what what's the word I'm looking here for, looking for here Mike uh I'm honestly surveys sure. surveys uh they surveyed you know a bunch of people asking you know would you buy this game if we brought it to Switch you know, but we didn't like make changes. We didn't like remaster it or add things. We're just bringing the game that it was over here. Would you buy it? And I'm like, Persona Four Golden? Yes, please bring it over here. I want to buy it. I don't want to buy it on my Vita. Um, we asked a hundred people, thing. which one of our Atlas games would you like to see brought over to the Switch? Uh, you'll answer. Uh, Persona Four Golden. Show me Persona Four Golden. Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. Um, but I that that would I be would I would imagine would be on the top of many people's lists. It was probably Persona Five, Persona Four, and Catherine were probably the top three. I would imagine. Uh, so we're getting Catherine. So I'm in a predicament here. I had Catherine when it was originally came out. I got it on the 360. Great game. Played it. Cool. I know that Full Body has added like a whole extra like 
route in the game, more story stuff. I don't necessarily like need to play through Catherine again. Um, but I want this game to do well because I want Atlas to fucking bring Persona 4, you know, potentially Persona 5 over here to the Switch. So I hope that it does well. And I hope Atlas sees that people actually do want to play these games on the Switch and that starts a, a flood of, of games. I was really hoping, though, when they did, when Catherine showed up, I was like, please, please let the next game they show be Persona 4. Please just let it be Persona 4. And it was not. Nope. Um, did you play Catherine? I feel like you did. I did not. Interesting. I mean, I feel like it'd be a game you'd probably like. It's it's like a, I mean, there's all like there's like the story part of it, and then there's also the puzzle part of it, which is like it's like story puzzle, story puzzle. I feel like you'd probably enjoy it. Oh, maybe. I I would look into it. I know Joe has bought it like seven times, so yeah, I know he loves it. Um, and then obviously for us, a big deal is a reveal of a smash character which they did in a weird way they just said that there was a character coming from arms and that was kind of it have they done that in the past no and part of me thinks that we probably would have had like a more a more uh i don't know more exciting announcement not exciting necessarily but almost kind of like how with terry there's like they did that cool teaser and it's like we got terry coming we'll tell you more later like we would have had maybe like a a video like that for an arms character if they weren't so delayed by everything that's going on right now yeah i think that i think that is honestly why the reveal was the way it was they're like all right we want to let people know that there is a smash character coming soon but like offices maybe aren't at full staff or no one's at the office we can't make this trailer properly you know whatever so I, I, I'm sure that's part of why the character was, like, teased in that way. But I'm just happy that we got some sort of, like, nod to what the next character is since we're supposed to get... How many are in the second pack? Eight characters or six? I think it's six. I think we just have one more than the last one. Yeah, so six characters coming. They're all supposed to come by the end of next year. So it's like they got to get the ball moving here. Um, with the addition of an arms character and them specifically not saying who the character is we're in a weird position here because the like the i guess you would argue the main character of arms at least the person that's on the cover of it is springman mm-hmm. springman already in smash ultimate as an assist trophy so this makes me ask you the question do we think that it's going to be not Springman, or do we think we're gonna get Springman, and he's just gonna exist as an assist trophy and a character, or are we gonna get, you know, uh, a Springman becomes a character, and then the assist trophy when the character comes out gets replaced in the game by another arms character? It gets replaced or by the... Alfonso. Leave it to me. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I don't know. Wh- where's your head at here? What do you think's gonna happen? What do you think the like the logical thing to happen here? Um, after watching a few YouTube videos of people talking about it, I think mm-hmm. what will end up happening is because Springman, yes, arguably like the the main character, Ori has the cis trophy. The second lead you could probably say is Ribbon Girl, who's also in the cover, Ori in the game as a costume. Um, which leaves one of like the 
12 or 13 other characters that are in the game currently as a potential mm-hmm. character. But with them kind of saying, like, arms is a thing again, there might be, like, a new arms coming out, maybe? Or, like, a new... Or some other DLC for that game where perhaps, hey, here's the new guy, and just to kind of, um, you know, advertise that, we also put him in Smash. I didn't, my brain never even went there. That's an interesting idea. So you think that it could potentially be either a new DLC pack and or an ARMS sequel mm-hmm. and put in that character as the character? Huh. Yep. I think DLC is more likely than a sequel, at least at this point. Not that I don't think they would ever make an ARMS 2 at some point. I just feel like an ARMS 2 now might not be the right thing, or or not not, not necessarily the right thing, but the thing that I would imagine that they were doing, um, especially because part of the ARMS coming to Smash reveal was currently up until a certain date in April. ARMS is like free to play a demo you you yeah basically free to play you can download it and it's and you can play the entire game there's like no from what i was reading there's no like limit you can play the entire game right now for free for a limited time mm-hmm. um so i i mean i don't know i didn't even think about that my head was more going to you know the way that arms functions is you know in the game itself you know certain characters have different base stats but like the the bigger mechanic that kind of operates above that is the swappable arms that everyone has so you can kind of make most characters if not all characters have the same moves or attacks because they have the same arms don't some of them have like special abilities though like just i think they all do have at least each of them have like a gimmick of some sort yeah I i i think you might be right there i haven't played arms in a while um so maybe you are right there, or I don't know. I thought it was tied. I thought everything was tied to the arms, even the special moves. All I know is I used Min Min was my character. Yeah. Well, uh, um, again, based on like the YouTube videos that I watched after the fact of people talking about the game uh, or talking about the announcement, it was like some of the characters. I think like some of them might have more jumps in the air, or some of them can levitate, or some nonsense like that. Yeah, so they have some other like underlying attribute that makes them different from the rest of the characters yeah. uh, but i think for the most part everyone can use the same arm attachments so like a way to do it would be you know maybe the character has two costume sets so it's like you know just for argument's sake it's like okay four of the costumes are are spring man and four of them are ribbon girls so that way you get a guy and a girl character their moves can all be the same because they swap out arms you know blah, blah blah so that would be a way to do it um, it would be nice to see like another female character added to the roster. So it would be cool if Ribbon Girl or another female character was the one that got added. Um, but if they decide to bring in Springman, I I really do see that. I see them with the ability to like, oh, you just swap out Springman's assist trophy with another character since they all kind of function similarly. Yeah. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I'll it'll definitely be interesting to see now if we get an Arms DLC if and or a sequel announced this year. Um, but I'm just happy that Arms is going to get some more representation in Smash, and just another Nintendo property being represented in Smash is kind of cool. 
which means uh, we're gonna nice, Billy's, we're gonna get stayed, we're gonna have that song. Oh, arms had some good music. Arms had good music. Um, arms was not a bad game. Like, it, it's not a bad game. It has some interesting mechanics. It's not a terrible game. I enjoyed my time with it. Maybe I'll pop it in soon and, and revisit it. Um, other than that, the only other like kind of standouts for me were, uh, I don't know how I feel about Ninjala. That was the game that you texted immediately like, oh, look, a Splatoon ripoff mm-hmm. uh, or a Splatoon vibes or whatever. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Like, are you going to download? I mean, it's free to play when it comes it's out. So, I mean, so I I'll, can, I'll probably download it. I can download it and try it out at least once. And then if I, if it keeps me in, it keeps me in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely download it because it's free to play. But that that one, it, it's interesting to me. It's it's piqued my interest. It looks it looks like Splatoon, and then it looks like it plays like fucking Naruto Ninja, whatever the the oh, one that we were playing. Shinobi recently. Strikers. Shinobi Strikers, yes. Um, because it just looks chaotic and nonsensical. Uh, which I do want to visit that with you again soon and just see. I, like, I want to get more jutsus, Mike. I want. I want to really fuck some people up. Honestly, that game was just impressive for the fact, that, like, we legitimate. It was as if you took us as like characters in Naruto from like the very beginning of the show and just pitted us <laughs> against like the characters at the very end of the show. Like we. It showed really up and, was. And people were doing jutsus that you didn't see until like midpoint near the end of Shippuden. It's like, what are we supposed to do right now? Yeah, well, I think part of that was because we were playing in like we were playing in like a either a ranked mode or like a world tournament type mode or something. We should have been playing in like casual baby boy play. Yeah. Um, But I would imagine that the player base of that game is probably like somewhat small and probably like people who are fucking nasty at it. And there's not a lot of like baby boys hopping in there you know what yeah. i mean like it's probably just like mostly people who are fucking dropping a lot of money to buy scrolls and shit mm-hmm. but i mean it wasn't fun like it wasn't bad i was gonna say it wasn't fun it like i had fun like i would i would fuck around with that a little bit more yeah we, I, I need a better uh we need to like choose a sensei or something but is that what happened is it she's like a master yeah, but then you have to like you. T- I don't know if there's a way to unlock them in game, but it was like the game definitely heavily pressured you to spend money. Yeah, which that I don't like. That I was not a fan of. Uh, the the last thing in the Nintendo Direct that like really stood out to me that I actually bought and I haven't I just haven't touched it yet is a uh, good job, which I don't know if that game stood out to you or not. I I remember seeing it. I remember. I remember seeing it. I don't remember anything else. So it's it's kind of like the same thing they did with that game Stretchers or whatever, the Stretchers, like that hospital game. Oh, yeah. It's it's an indie studio that Nintendo's publishing, and they just out of nowhere, it was not announced previously, like it just it got announced in the Direct and then dropped immediately. Same thing, Shadow dropped. It looked very interesting to me, and then I watched like a bigger trailer after the fact, and I was like, all right, this game actually looks pretty fun. So I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet, but it's it's one player or two player like couch co-op and it just looks fucking bonkers and I'm like excited to dick around on it. It's it's basically just you're in an office and you have tasks to do and it just gets like chaotic. Uh so I'm 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 like really excited to put some time into that. Um 
Oh, I, I think uh, I think you would would enjoy it. You should at least look up a, the full trailer of it and yeah. watch it. I just remembered. So they're bringing uh, Jedi Academy and Pod Racer to the Switch too. That's what I forgot. Yes. I that. So Jedi Academy dropped after the direct. Pod Racer is not out yet. Yeah. I don't know if it got a release date. Um, I did you ever play Jedi Academy in the past? No. So it looked interesting, and I almost bought it, but I thankfully didn't yet because I saw someone tweet that the game, which is, I think, heavily built around multiplayer, online multiplayer, has no matchmaking or, like, custom lobbies. So you're only playing... You just get mixed with random people playing online. You can't actually group up together and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's... I don't know. Like, if you and I got it, we, we would... We wouldn't play together unless we happen to magically get paired together. Right. So it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of crappy. Hopefully that gets fixed. If that gets fixed, I'd probably, I'd probably debate hopping in, but. Hmm. Kind of garbage. Kind of garbage to find out. Yeah. Um, but before we wrap things up here, uh, this episode of the Pass Control Podcast, sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty, through our, uh, well, actually, I have to change this ad read now because of what's going on in the world. If you're in the Salem, Massachusetts area and want yourself some delicious cookies or chubbies or coffee or any of the other delicious things that Goodnight Fatty decides to serve on a weekly basis, you can get curbside pickup or delivery to your house. Um, Their hours, I believe, are still the same. You would probably know better than me, Mike, because you've ordered from them since the quarantine. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, ooh, you. I would. Are they know still better, just? But I are they still just? They're still just weekends in like the same rough timeline, right? Yeah, just about. I I would do this. I would if you have an interest in ordering from Goodnight Fatty or Good Morning Fatty on the weekend. I would look at their social media at Goodnight Fatty and just stay up to date because with what's going on in the world, things change on you know a daily basis, if not. You know, on, an, on a few hours. Like, things can change at any moment. Cause they were slammed last what, night from what I saw. Yeah, I saw them post something on their Instagram uh, over the weekend, or I guess the other day, about, like, having an hour late wait for cars down the street. Um, I would definitely just check out their social media, and I would apply that to kind of anywhere you wanted to order food from during this time just to make sure that places are still open or if they have different types of requirements or things they're doing. But go to Goodnight Fatty, check them out, support a local business if you can during this time because now more than ever, local businesses need your help. But this episode sponsored by our friends at Goodnight Fatty. Mike, before we wrap things up here, did you look at the the um, list, the, 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 new, the 10 new shirts that Johnny Cupcakes put out that are video game themed? Uh, I think you sent them in a chat. Like I, I like skimmed them. I guess you can say. Like I briefly looked at them. Like oh, look at that. And then I went about my business. I kind of want to scoop them. I kind of want to scoop like one or two of them. I mean, scoop one or two of them. I don't know. T- take a look at them and give me your input and tell me if you think they're whack, Arnold's or not. Um, but I mean, I'll do it right this second. But check them out and let mm-hmm. let me know what you think. I thought I thought some of them were pretty cool designs. Um. But yeah, that's pretty much all I got, Mike. I don't know if you got anything you want to close up here with or add about the Nintendo Direct or anything else going uh, on. No, not really. Have you been watching anything? I need I need to see if John Wick 1 and 2 is streaming anywhere so I can just do that or I guess just buy it online somewhere. 
Um, but I we watched we watched Little Women after we recorded last week, and we watched yesterday last night. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about Little yesterday. Women. Oh, tell us Little about Women. Both. Did we talk? About, we didn't talk about Little Women. Little Women was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I'm like, I understand now the frustration of why it wasn't nominated for certain Oscars. I think like director didn't get nominated. Um, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I mean, the acting was good. The set pieces were good. It was, it was a good movie. Um, yesterday on the other hand was okay. I mean, it, it, it was what it was. It was an enjoyable experience. It was an interesting concept. They don't really explain what happened certain like, things okay. yeah like th- there's no explanation and i guess i maybe maybe i was wrong to assume that i would have gotten an explanation mm-hmm. um, um so that part that part's a little bit weird and the one time they do confront it towards the end it's just kind of like all right so we're just gonna do this and then that's it okay uh and the conclusion of the whole movie is kind of a little weird to me i, I guess i won't spoil it uh it was on hbo so we just we watched it last night uh, well, I wanted something a little bit less uh, heavy, mm-hmm. so we went we went with that. Um, but I mean, it was there were some enjoyable parts. It was funny. I mean, it's British, so there's some British humor there. <laughs> it's British. Uh-huh. Um, Kate McKinnon's character is, is an interesting character. Uh, what's his face from New Girl is there for a short period of time, which I did not know he was in the movie. Um. Oh. I know his actual name too. Fuck. Uh What what's the actor that plays Winston? I don't know. I I know his actual name. Um oh yeah. What Something with an L? Something with an L? Yeah, like Lamont. Hold on. I'm going to get to the bottom of this bad boy. I do know his name and it's now it's frustrating. But I didn't know he was in the movie. He doesn't have a large role, but he shows up at one point. I was like, "Oh, okay." Um uh, Lamorne Morris. I I knew it was in an L, um, but he's there. It was, it was fine. It was enjoyable. I mean, it, it's it's a light light movie that doesn't explain a lot of things. So if you want like certain types of closure, don't expect that. I guess. Um, what I did want to look up though is in this specific scenario, do they have to license all of the Beatles music, or is it because it's covers? It's like a different rule. I don't know. Because that would be real fucking expensive, I would imagine. I imagine it would be very expensive, yes. And I can't imagine this movie did super well. Um, yeah, I think it... I mean, I don't know if it bombed, but I, I don't believe it. I think I think general consensus was kind of like yours. Like yeah. People, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was fine. Do you care if I say something about the movie or no? I don't know, because I still did want to watch it, but, I mean... All right, I, w- I won't say anything, then. I won't say anything. After you do eventually watch it at some point, just... I, there's, like... I feel like this won't ruin anything. All right. Do you mind if I say it? Yeah, go ahead. So, with the... The basic premise of the movie is that, you know, what if you lived in a world where the Beatles didn't exist? Mm-hmm. But the main character remembers the Beatles. So he's able to like write, rewrite their songs and play them. That's like the main premise of the movie. But without the Beatles, certain other things don't exist. Mm -hmm. 
I won't say what they are. But of the things that they like reference as not existing, I looked it up after because I was like, I'm confused. What did this have to do with the Beatles? And I couldn't find an answer. So I'm like, did they just choose things that they just didn't want to? Like, I'm so confused as to why they chose these specific things. I don't know. It's so confusing to me. Hmm. So when you do at some point watch it or if you don't care at some point, let me know because I want to ask you. And then I'm going to see if we can figure out why the fuck well, actually, any of this I stuff mean, was omitted in, from the movie. It, in that description that you gave me, like I feel like you could tell me what this thing is and we could suss out its connection to the Beatles, I think. Okay, well, let's try. I mean, so there is one that makes sense because I mm-hmm. asked Jen. I was like, why would that? And she goes, oh, because that band was heavily influenced by the Beatles. So okay. it makes sense that they don't exist now. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. That makes sense. Interesting nod. Funny little joke. I like it. The next thing, which was Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. What? I, I I just Googled. like, And clearly <laughs> Googled I was not the only. Beatles. And- <laughs> I was clearly not the only person who was bothered by this because when I started typing it, fucking Google finished this sentence for me. I could not find an answer. I couldn't find a fucking answer for it. My best guess is that maybe there was like some sort of big Coca-Cola ad that involved the Beatles. Why wouldn't Google give me that answer? Or it, it might even be like more of a roundabout sort of thing. I'm trying to think about how it would work, though. The the only thing I could think of is so th- that's where my that's where my brain went. My brain went to okay, so like, you know, because uh, Pepsi was the only thing that existed, and it was like okay, I get it. Like, wasn't Michael Jackson like big Pepsi ad person? Yeah. So I was like, maybe the Beatles did a lot of Coke ads, and because the Beatles don't exist, there's no Coke ads with a big pop star. But Pepsi had Michael Jackson, so like maybe that's why Pepsi ended up becoming the only thing. But that wasn't I, – I Googled, and that didn't show up anywhere. So I was like, I don't understand what this connection is. And the other thing was cigarettes, and I just don't understand it. I don't get it. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense either to me. Because I didn't I, – I looked, and I didn't see, like, Beatles cigarettes ads. So I don't understand where any of that is. It, it, either they just chose things at random, or there's, like – if you really dug those were the two it. things oh. those are the only two things they chose i don't i, I don't know it might be like some besides sort of, the band which yeah. the band made sense yeah um like you could do you, do you know the band by the way or no no okay i mean i can tell you if you want but i didn't just let it happen yeah. too it doesn't matter cuz like the only thing i can think of is like let's say it like i don't know if anything was inspired by wings but i imagine without the beatles then paul mccartney doesn't run off to do wings and without wings maybe we don't get some other fucking bullshit that's i'm talking like in general terms of like the the two products that you mentioned not existing i can only think that maybe like it's several layers removed from the beatles yeah i don't know i from from what i understand coca-cola is an american company no Yes, based. In I I don't know. I, I I don't know what the Beatles would have to do with with Coke not existing. I don't know. Would, would, maybe when they showed up on Ed McMahon, uh, not Ed McMahon, uh, Ed Sullivan. Yeah, the Ed Sullivan show. They were like, "Yeah, we just came to America and we love drinking Coca Cola," and then Coca Cola just sprung into existence. So here's the thing: is that like it, 
it would make sense if if like they were referencing it as like oh okay coke existed but it failed in popularity because someone like the beatles didn't like endorse it or something Mm -hmm. but the multiple times in the movie where he references coke no one knows what he's talking about Uh, so it's like it's not even like it's a product that existed and then went away it was just no one knows what coke is Hmm. same thing with cigarettes he mentioned cigarettes and someone goes what's a cigarette and i'm much like what what I don't know. I don't, know. I don't fucking know. Like, I, have no, I have no idea. It was, it was one of the only things about the movie that just, like, it made no sense. I mean, I guess, it, yeah, if you want to just do it, to do it. But, like, the band thing made sense. The mm-hmm. other two things don't. Like, what's the point of even doing the other two things if they don't make any sense? I, I'm truly at a loss for now. I don't know if it'll make more. I, I dealt with... I doubt it's more explained in all the movies, so, like... I don't think they explain... I mean, I'm not going to rewatch it again to find out, but I don't think they explain it ever at any point in the movie. He also is the only... I mean, he's basically the only person in that world that, that remembers, remembers the Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah. No, it, it was fine. Like... It, I'm not going to write home about it. It's not going to make some sort of list for me. It was a movie. It passed the time. It wasn't half bad. I laughed a little bit. Okay, cool. We're done. Yeah. Um, but yeah. As always, yeah, you can uh, you can find all of our content at PassTheController.io on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController and on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash PassController. If you're a friend of the show, you're a fan of the show, want to help support the show, the easiest way to do that and the freest way to do that is to follow us on social media, share our podcast on social media, and leave us a five-star review on Apple. Even if you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leaving us a five-star review there is very, very beneficial. So if you can do that, that would be fantastic. We would love you forever. Um, if you do have a few bucks to get around and you want to help support the show, you can do that by going to Patreon.com slash PassTheController becoming a patron or by going to pastcontroller.threadless.com getting yourself some swag wear it in the streets well not right now wear it at home uh stay at home please and uh you know support us that way as always you can find us at pastcontroller on twitter and instagram and on twitch at twitch.tv slash pastcontroller you can find me at bgroom and you can find that guy over there at underscore mycopath and thank you again for listening to this week's episode episode 190 of the past control podcast